Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to your Monday night Rangers travel. Hopefully phone in. I've tested the phones. They were working before we started, which is good, which is good, which is good. Um, so yeah, hello, welcome along. Um, I think everybody knows what's on the agenda tonight. There's no really getting away from it, so we'll jump into that in a wee second. Um, firstly, I am joined by Scotty, Rolf and Lee. Scotty, how are you? Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess, because like, I could be happy. I'm not, but I'm not unhappy, so I'm okay. I suppose. I suppose actually, I should ask Scotty, how are you away from football? Oh, great! Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Um, Wolf, how are you doing? Mate? Similar to Scotty, away from football, I fine, but uh, yeah, I'm just scarred with it all. To be perfectly honest, past the point of being angry. Just. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Yeah, sure. indeed we will. Um, we just, just just for sake of argument, Lee. Mm-hmm. What colour is your t-shirt? It's black, mate. It's black. That's good. That's all I wanted. Right, right. But what's with the Celtic coloured headphones? Can I leave? <laughs> <laughs> can I just, can I go out? <laughs> They're um, cheaper, mate. They're cheaper than Tesco, so. Right. Um, so, yeah, hello, welcome, everybody. The phone lines will be open very, very soon. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, if you're on Twitter, give us a wee follow, a retweet, and, and on Facebook, a like and a share. And get your comments in on all three platforms, because I do see them all, and I will try and get as many comments up as I possibly can. Um, I, I know a few of you have noticed, regular viewers have noticed, Yes, I finally managed to have a haircut. Um, it was painful. 
Um, and it's not something I'll be doing again anytime soon. That's all I'm going to say on that. Um, so, oh, I just, well, okay, the phone lines are open, as you can hear, because I just missed a call. Um, so if you want to get uh, your call in, have your say, 0141-628-7237. And as I say that, I'm going to bring in our first caller. Um, hold on a wee sec. Max, Max, how you doing? All right, boys. How's it going? Uh, all right, I'm not going to swear when I... You're not going to... That's a first. Nah, fuck it, why not? What <laughs> <laughs> um, to the 12 o'clock thing that was going on the day everybody was getting information about Gio getting sacked or some shit? Yeah. Let me ask you, Max. Apart from David Murray, who holds a press conference when they're sacking a manager? I've, I've never heard of that in my life. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's probably happened in Europe or something like that. Um, but no, you don't hold it. Unless, unless you've already got a new manager to bring in, you don't hold a press conference. But anyways, Max, how are you feeling about uh, Rangers, the break, the World Cup, giving us a wee bit of relief? Yeah, thank fuck I don't think you get that. Tons of crap every week at the moment. You get a couple of weeks break. Get some sanity together. Do you know how, in a way, it kind of makes it worse the position we're in that we've now got a five-week break, Max? Oh, it gives us a bit of a chance to get some of them back and get, maybe get shot at Gio and get a new manager and work with the players that's coming back. But I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Well, Scotty, that is the question. Um, the big question is, I mean, if you're in the camp of Gio out, Scotty, why is Gio still Rangers manager? That is the million-dollar question. Um, I, for the life of me, cannot fathom unless, unless we don't know what's happening behind the scenes. It could—I don't want to get anyone's hopes up, but it could be a case of the decision has been made, and now it's a case of doing the formalities and doing the severance package and everything like that, and then working out the direction to go forward in before announcing anything. I'm hoping it's more that case rather than the board have decided. And very much at the moment, if we keep Geo, it's not a continuation of how things are going. They've made an active decision to keep him because from where I'm watching this, where I can see it, and I think it's... I've not spoken to a single Rangers fan that wants Geo to stay. So I can't imagine the board are delighted with him and how things are going. So they must, if, if he's still in charge on the 15th of December then they've made that decision to keep him. At which point, anything from that point, when it goes spectacularly tits up, it's on them, it's gross negligence, and they've wasted a shit ton of my money. So <laughs> They've wasted a shit ton of money. What else is money? Yeah. Hey, Max, are, are, are you confident that the board will act? No, really, no. The way they've gone on the night, should have been sacked weeks ago. They're just dragging on and on and on. And what can I say something? Yes. Scotty, your wallpaper's green, mate. <laughs> right, for a start, it's paint and it's blue. Okay, it's fucking <laughs> paint green paint. No fucking blue it's paint. Green. Wow. At what point does it look? Look. Anyway, I'm going to go before I fucking start. I'll speak to you later, boys. Have a nice night. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers Mike. <laughs> 
Oh, there's no Lee's taps. It's Scotty's walls. Um, here you go. You can always guarantee there's nothing green in Wolf's house. That's all I'm going to say, Wolf, on the matter. Um, Wolf, how are you you've feeling? Not seen the inside, you've obviously not seen the inside of my fridge. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I have blue milk, but there you go. That's all I'm going to say. I don't, um, I don't, use, I don't use milk, mate, so... Oh, you don't. Of course you don't, because you're one of those healthy, healthy guys. Before I bring you in, Wolf, I'm going to bring in Curry Muncher. Curry, how are you? Evening, lads. How are you all doing? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. How are you? Uh, brilliant. Aye, absolutely superb. I've, I've just watched my team uh, just get destroyed yet again. So, aye, brilliant. So, I'm, I'm going to give you lads an option. Do you want the nice calm curry or do you want the usual rank curry? So, I'll give you a choice. Could we have the rant curry, but without the profanity? I beg your pardon. Yeah. I swear about twice in a phone call. Uh, well, there you go. So just I, think Mark's just, I think Mark's just filled up his, <laughs> his bloody swear jar in my call. <laughs> Mark's just filled up the, the monthly rabble quota. Aye. <laughs> I'll go for it. Get it off your chest, curry. Right, now, I'll try to stay as calm as I can. Uh, as I can. Uh Question to you guys, right? It doesn't look as if he's going to be leaving, unless but Scotty says they're doing it in the background and they're going to, they're, they're getting, they're crossing up all the T's and dotting all the I's that he's getting out the door. Uh, if that's not the case and he is staying, what are we going to do about it? Are you just going to keep on going to games and spending your money, buying your merchandise? buying everything to support the club, even though it's getting run into the ground. This is probably directed me at you, Will, my man, because I know you you go to near up every game, uh, whether it's uh, the seniors, the boys' team, the women's team. What, what are we going to do? Are we going to just sit back and accept it and just shout F and boo from behind a keyboard? Or are we going to do something about it? I don't. I don't think. Um, I don't think there's a hell of a lot we can do if the if the board aren't going to act, and they really should. The only thing that some of the support can do, the ones that are shareholders, is vote against them at AGM. However, they've got enough shares tied up that they'll always get re-elected anyway. So, you know that won't that won't. That's the only way you'll get rid of the board. Um, I can't believe they haven't acted. I'm with Scotty. I'm hoping that. Behind the scenes, they're maybe negotiating with, with Gio's agent or whatever. Because I mean, under the present situation, if I was if I was in charge of the club, I'd be saying to the manager, "Listen, the players have got two weeks off, but you need to stay here and get this shit sorted out, rather than let them disappear to Holland for two weeks, which I believe is where he's gone." As for as for not not going, yeah, we're not not going to see the first team for four weeks because we don't have a game for four weeks. That's that's a given, um, but. I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult it's a difficult one. I mean, there's no. Ironically, the B team and the ladies don't have a game this weekend coming up, so that kind of takes that that decision away, which gives the board a bit of time to play with. Where that's concerned, it might have been better if they did if they did have a game because then they'd have seen possibly a dip in the in the attendances at those games. Um, don't know. I can't see what I'm going to do because I really don't know. I mean, I know the ladies. Are, the ladies are playing the dark side at the end of the month, and I am planning going to that. But you know, to me, that's a totally different side of the club because they've got a different manager. But I get what you're saying about the board, and 
I don't know what I'll do because I haven't done it yet. Curry, can I, I'll put something straight back to you. And I think, and listen, this may be nonsense, and I know for a fact you'll tell me it's nonsense if you think that. Um, do you think as supporters, though, there's that wee bit in the back of your minds that tells us that we need to keep putting money into the club, that we need to keep supporting the club because of what happened to us, and that the board might be able to play on that? Well, uh, if you like to try to keep on being treated like mugs, I on you go. If you want to, the only way that anything that ever gets done with any club is through club finances. And if supporters stop putting money in and giving them money and accepting what's been happening, then they can't really complain. And the, the, the club has got so many supporters out of barrel, it's unbelievable because it's got the season ticket holders, right? They don't want to lose their seat, so they're going to keep on paying. We also don't want to lose their manager's points. It's another way they've got us out of the majority of the, the high-paying fans out of barrel. Now, the only way that you're going to do anything is if you say, right, listen, no, we're not going to accept that. And all I'll take is maybe one or two weeks of people saying, no, we're not putting the money in before the board say, wait a minute, we need to do something here because this might continue. It's the only way it's going to happen. And I know, I, I love Rangers as much as anybody else. It's practically my life with Rangers. The same way I want to use guys, and the same way I want the guys in that chat. Rangers is a part of us. It's not just a, it's a complete ethos in the way that we love is Rangers. And if we're going to just sit back, our backside is or sort of backside, sorry, sit their horns and, and moan out a keyboard at how badly Rangers are getting run, the board are going to do nothing because they know that nothing's going to happen. They can do whatever they want, say whatever they want, and nothing's going to change. But what booed? They've seen it. We've seen it online. We've seen it in all the different media. We've seen it understands how fans feel. They know we don't want them here. We've seen it. We see it with the way the players have been playing. They're not wanting it. So, if they're going to ignore everything that's happening right now, there is only one mere step that, that fans can take. And it's so nice, and I don't want to do it. But if it means that I'm going to get a board to get rid of a manager that has destroyed your team in 12 months. Well, it's a sacrifice I'm willing to take. I don't think, Lee, that Curry will be alone in that, and I think everything that Curry said there to be fair is spot on. Mate, it is spot on. Um, I've seen the comments Gallant was talking about the printed frame today, and I think that's as much as anything shows how much the board take us for mugs. Mm-hmm. Like, even so far for reality in the sense that they could have charged that and picked any one of the games for the Europa League last season and they would be more welcome than our biggest ever defeat in Europe. Just shows you how so disconnected they are. It's, it's a double-ended sword made it with that. Be like, you know, withholding your money for them because we know where we were in 2012. Fair enough, now we have got better finances. But, like, it hurts. It hurts us, you know, knowing that the money's not going to the club. But it's the only way that they're going to listen. It's, it's a board mate that I've shown time and time again that finances are the be-all and end-all. And I get that it's a business, but 
to us it's no to, to us it's no just a business like this is our life like Curry was saying we've grew up we've been at the games we've paid our hard end money especially now the time where it's cost a living crisis and we're still chucking money you know tons and tons 180 quid for the Champions League just every second day you get a new castor range and where, where, where does it stop with them where does it bother actually like, you know turn around and think right you know what actually we need to stop taking the France from mugs and the only way they're going to do that is if we hit them in the pockets so if Gio doesn't get sacked here, like we've found ourselves in a really unique opportunity where we've got a five week break in the middle of the season to get rid of Gio and bring in a new manager. And if we don't take that, again, it's just gross excellence. So if it, if it results me that we need to boycott the friendlies, stop buying the merchandise, we're going to need to do it because it can't go on, mate. It genuinely can't go on, especially if they don't sack him. Like, I don't know where we go for there if we don't sack him. Where does it go? Who knows? Curry, mate, um, appreciate the call as always, my friend. It's, it's great to hear. Yeah, boy, that was a pleasure. Right, take it easy, guys, and let's hope that within the next week we hear some news and we get some. Oh, need some positivity. We really do. Right, take it easy, guys. Cheers, Curry. Yeah. Um... It's, it's amazing. You feel crap about the situation and then you come on here and you feel worse. <laughs> Although, I suppose at the end of the pod, I suppose you feel a wee bit, a wee bit better because you've managed to get it all out. A couple of things I want to bring up very quickly before I carry on because I do want to come back to that ridiculous picture um, that Rangers have released. Firstly, Ewan Minton, um, channel member, and a £5 donation as well um, to help me get some decent coloured headphones. I really like humour to start the evening. Believe me, we need that because I can imagine the conversation is going to go worse. Um, John Batchelor, channel legend again. Um, 449 Super Chat. John, as always, greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Very I much. swear he does that so we can all see that picture. It's a great picture. It's, it's, I'm going to actually get it framed and put it up on my bed. I'd, I'd pay. I'd rather pay fifty quid for that than what the Mate, fucking idiots are really. For the break, I would place one of them in the wall, right? <laughs> Just for that photo in the background. <laughs> Scotty, this ridiculous print that Rangers have decided to release. Um, I don't even know what question to ask you. What? Why? I. I cannot work out for the life of me who the target market is because it isn't Rangers fans. There, I I will be staggered if there's one Rangers fan purchasing a memento to the biggest ever European defeat. It is madness. Who ratified that? Who sanctioned that? In fact, I, I don't even know where to start. Do we go with the guy whose idea it was? Do we go with the guy that agreed to it? Oh, yeah, that's a really fucking good idea. And then they went, oh, what do you think of this? And then they went, yeah, that's great. The fans will love it. Are these guys on the fucking moon? Have they, have they not been... Where have they been? Where? Are... Do you know what? If, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. I mean... I mean it, that is some special level of arrogance and ignorance to eat. Oh, it's disgusting. 
It's absolutely fantastic. And we need, we need, I think it's, get, it's getting to the stage that we actually need to know who is responsible so we can actually lynch them. Because that is just, I, I just, I, like, what, what can you possibly say? It's, but, but, it's, but it's not a surprise that that's coming from a football club that arranged a friendly halfway across the world yeah. against a team that we do not want to be associated with on any level. The utter contempt that they are now showing us is mind-boggling. We are the life club. We are the ones that are giving them money to keep this club going. And they just treat it as if, not even as a cash cow, they're just like, it's almost like they're doing it for a laugh. See what these idiots will buy. See what they'll spend their money on now. Let's have our work performance and then arrange a friendly against the European team. That Why? Get Hamburg over. What what's what what they Leverkusen are crap this season. Might as well get a decent team. Who would have, who would have thought all these bad decisions decisions would happen with Douglas Park as your, your chairman? Um, anyways, I'm going to bring in John. Um, John. Oh hi. Yeah, I was just wondering if, in terms of a new manager, if would it be worthwhile we'd be getting somebody that knows how to play against these kind of difficult teams to beat? Difficult defences, like Callum Davidson, for instance. Do you know something? People are going to shoot me down here. Right? See that year that Callum Davidson won <coughs> the double with St Johnston. Yeah. I was, uh-huh. I was, I was talking about Callum Davidson for the next Scotland manager, and could he do a job at Rangers? Maybe. Could I don't know. Now, no, absolutely not. <laughs> not now. Um, but, but I take your point um, about having somebody who knows how to break a team down. <laughs> Like a Sean yeah. Dice, like a Sean Dice type type manager. Yeah, yeah, oh, he would be. I uh, that's definitely the top of that list. I think. Probably. You don't need to play fancy football as long as you get winning football. Um, well, I'll bring that to you. Martin O'Neill was the fancy, but he get winning football. <laughs> um. I'm not in the Sean Dykes camp because I don't like the way he sets teams out. But you're right; it doesn't have to be fancy. It has to be winning. I mean. Going historically, going back going back in time to when Scotty was a boy and Martin had a proper haircut. Um, you know, we've traditionally been the team that wins, and that other mob have been look at us with what they're like West Ham, look at us, this is the way you play football. Not necessarily successful, but it's look at us, we're all fancy Dan, we're we're, we're really good to watch all that nonsense. I'd rather be serviceable and winning things. Then be all fucking fancy Dan and winning nothing. So yes, if the manager, if the manager isn't a fancy Dan manager, but he gets his results, I'm all for that. Particularly this what we have to watch just now because it's absolutely turgid. You know. So I mean, Sean Dyke wouldn't wouldn't be my first choice at all. I don't know who would be, so don't ask me because that's your next question, and I don't know. Well, it certainly wouldn't be Callum Davidson. It wouldn't no, be David Martindale. I've heard him talked about. David Martindale was far too much power at Livingston to move from Livingston. Um, David Martindale will never move from Livingston. But do you know who came straight to my head, Lee, when John said, have a manager who knows how to beat these teams? Sir Walter. That was the first person that came to my head. Mate, I was surprisingly talking to one of my pals yesterday about that. It's like, you're begging for a manager like that, wouldn't you? If the man was still alive himself, you'd be on his doorstep begging him to come back for the rest of the season just to sell this ship. We do make like that whole argument with David Martindale. I I think we could do worse than him. Uh, he's not my first choice, but I think we could do worse than him. 
he's shown that he can do it on a smaller budget. Uh, obviously, massively over exceeded any time that he's been with Livingston. First choice manager, I'm not too sure. Uh, it comes down to a negotiation of if we're going to have to pay Gio off, do we then have money to like pay the compensation for a manager who's in a job? Because I've seen people talk about like the Bodo Glint manager. Um, but could we pay him off? Because people are saying that he could maybe cost like six, seven million to get him out of his contract. That's a worry for me. Sorry, Lee, the Bodo Glint manager's out of contract at the end of the season. Is he? So he's certainly so not going to get rid of him. Good, because he, he was up there for me. I, I, I like his style. But in terms of like the kind of compensation side of it, that would be my main worry, is if we did you know, have to pay off a hefty fee for jail, then would we go out and spend more money and get a manager out of his contract? It's, I, I don't know. I don't know where we go for this. I've seen a few people in the comments talking about, was it Muscat, boy in Japan, is it? I, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I don't see my my worry with that is and it's coming from a kind of egotistical side. We spent the whole the start of last season ripping them across the city to pit like the piss out of them because they got this manager for Japan, comes in and does brilliant, and then we go we are tail between our legs back to Japan and get his assistant because he's doing well. Like I don't know if that would sit right me. I really care about that to be honest. As long as we get the right manager and I don't care where he comes from because right now right now as it stands as much as we hate it, they're absolutely pushing themselves, laughing at us. Aye. But they're, they're in dreamland, laughing at us. So I don't care who we go and get as long as it's as long as long it's the right man. John, how are you feeling right now um, as we go into this kind of World Cup break? Are you happy that we've got the break, or would you rather we had, we had the games to play? Uh, I'm probably happy with the break, uh, see, it, see it far enough, don't know. <laughs> uh, it's kind of getting the World Cup now, because usually you had a pretty hunger for it when it came, but you don't really have a hunger, it's just coming right into it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I'm with a guy, Gary Rowe, I think he won. He's quite well interested in it at one point. Gary Rowett, was that the... Um, who was he the manager? Gary Rowett, was it Birmingham? I want to say Birmingham. And Scott's trying to talk and he's on mute. So I... he's, he's done Millwall, Birmingham, Stoke. He's he's been at loads of clubs and he's pissed everyone off when he was there and then thrown his toys at the pram and then yeah, blamed everyone else but him. No, it's, it's, no, it's no difficult to piss off folk to Birmingham, is it? Their attitudes are all right. So maybe that's the kind of guy we need. <laughs> uh, I always say that in jest in case there's anybody for Birmingham watching because Scotty's for Birmingham. That's the only thing. <laughs> Say that, and I used to do the National Express into Birmingham every day, so I've got a, a wee funds. Hey, John, thank you very much for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Okay, okay. bye. Speak to you soon. That's the way it's got. It's going to go now. Lee. The, the question is going to be who's the next manager when we still don't uh, rid of the manager who's currently in play. Bit spawn, is it? Like we need to get rid of Jill first before we can have these conversations. And the way that the board are looking at this, the they're not going to sack him. The best hope I think we've got is they are behind the scenes trying to like work at a sevens package with him that we don't have to pay his full contract. That'd be the best case scenario. But until until that happens, I don't really see much point in getting their hopes up about another manager because we could sit here and you know speculate about who we could be bring in. But what happens if we get to the end of the World Cup and he's still here? Well, and then speaking, the rest of the speaking hypothetically, right? Quickly, if, all our way. Right, if we do, if we do get rid of Van Bronckhurst and pay him off, right? Do you, do you trust the current the current board and 
No. Director of football to bring in the right man. That's the problem. You can you can bring in Guardiola, but is he gonna is he gonna do the business under the guys that are currently at the hill? That's why that's, you need, that's why you need to bring in a manager who can work with a low budget. That's that's unfortunately where we are. Um but I'm gonna bring in Alan. Alan, how are you? Hi, no bad boys. The one the main point I might to call about is the manager. Right, I will. The future manager. I heard folk talking about that guy Hasselhoff face St Mirren. Eh, no, St Mirren face Southampton. Hasselhoff? Is right? he no, was he no night rider? Aye, Hasselhoff. Aye, Mr Baywatch. Hasselhoff, or whatever you call him. That's the kind of hero we all need. That's exactly who we need. We need David Hasselhoff, Alan. That's who we need. Aye, he'd be better because I've just looked at his statistics in there. In his games, since March, he's played 26, he's lost 17, drawn 5 and won 4. He's conceded 54 goals. Do you know what I mean? And then I look, so I decided, can I look back and see victims he's managed before? Now, a pair of Red Bull Leipzig, where it was a half decent, it was like, he played 83 and he'd won 41, drawn 19 and lost 23, but he had a budget to spend it at Leipzig and need better players. But the game, uh, the team we had before that, Engelstadt, I think they try it, he played 56 games, drew 19, lost 26, and won 11. All these statistics only set and good as what's going to be a future manager for Rangers. That's actually really, really poor. Mm-hmm. So, end of it suggests him, uh, we need the luck, to be honest with you. Um, that's decent, I think, anyway. I'll, I'll tell you something as well, Scotty, about uh, is it Hassan Hüttel? I, I really don't know how to pronounce his name properly. Um, but he had some really, really poor results with Southampton as well. He took uh, a few hammerings. Yeah, a, a couple of nine nils. So, no thank you. Stay well clear. He's just, just as uninspiring as Gio. What he did do when he won, I think... Every, every time I saw them on, on Sky, they they seem to play reasonably well, ultimately get beat. Uh, and I think that flattered him somewhat because I think the rest of the time they're, they're just like boring, turgid crap um, and definitely not what we need at Rangers. Uh, and, and just got to echo Will's point. I mean, we can't trust... The, the, longer, the longer the decisions keep being made by the board as they are, whether whatever area of the football club that we're looking at, it just seems like it's just bad decisions, shambolic decisions, so on and so forth. The more the distrust is growing about any future planning to the point where it's broken, to the point where we should not be discussing our board are incapable of choosing a manager they're incapable of choosing a director of football. They're incapable of having an appropriate chief executive in place because, let's face it, they've dug us out of a hole. They're, financially, they've dug us out of a hole. And we should be eternally grateful to them, but we're not. We're utterly embarrassed by them and, and how they're, they're going about things at the moment. And how... Yeah, it it genuinely is a concern that even if we get rid of Geo, 
that these are the guys in charge to pick the next manager. It, it shouldn't be like this. No, it really shouldn't. And, and Alvin, I'll, I'll ask you a question before I let you go. If, if the board do decide to get rid of Gio, right, which is as the days pass, as the minutes and hours pass, it's looking more and more unlikely. But if they do decide to do it, um, should Ross Wilson go at the same time? Oh, definitely. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. And I hope Dave King's coming in to kick one or two of the board out and all. Because um, no, Ross Wilson needs to go because his next pal will be that guy at Southampton. Hmm. And if he does that, I'll just shoot Mr. Lank. No, you're right enough. I, I think he needs to go. Uh, and I genuinely can't see the board forking out the money to get rid of Gio and then forking out the money to get rid of Ross Wilson and replace everybody at the same time. That's what worries me the most. Alan, thank you very much. For no, I know. Right, no problem. Thanks a lot, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Right, I know you probably don't want it, guys. Um, but shall we talk about St Mirren? Um, and, no. I, I, I know, I know, I know we don't want to, but it was the last game we were involved in. Can we just, like, stop talking about Rangers and talk about Lee's Spongebob Halloween costume? <laughs> More than if this was a Spongebob podcast. It might as well be. Be more serious. I was I was talking to the, the missus about it, and I was saying that, the pods lately have become more about having a laugh and a joke and, and about comedy. And, and I, want, I always want to strike a balance where you have a laugh, but then you also talk about the issues and you talk about the games and stuff. And my missy says to me, well, what have you got to talk about? What have you got to talk about that's positive? What, what is there? Where is the fun right now in doing a Rangers podcast? Where is the fun for the people watching? And I thought, oh, do you know what? You're right. There, there, there is nothing positive right now because I'm pretty sure, and, I, and I'm and I'm pretty sure I can speak for you as free. I don't want to come on here and talk about the board and talk about directors of football and talking about getting rid of managers and oh how shit were Rangers they dropped me at points. That's the last thing you want to be coming on and talking about. So with all that said, well let's talk about St Mirren. Um, yeah, you knew it was leading into that, Scotty. You knew it was leading into that. Um, one one more points dropped. And I don't think it would be unfair, Wolf, to say that if we didn't get that penalty, that was a stonewall penalty, that um, there was no chance we were scoring a goal. No, absolutely no chance at all. I mean, we had a couple of chances in the first half where, first of all, I think we went in the right order. First of all, Malik Tillman ran, ran through, had the shot from the edge of the box. Then Scott Wright did exactly the same thing and they both took the shots by the post. Now, to me... That shows just where we are as a team, because from where they were, it was it was harder to put them past than it was to work the keeper. They had to at least get a save out the keeper. And I mean, I was thinking about this today when I was coming home from work, and see if a game of football was decided by what happens between the two 18-yard boxes, we would be miles ahead of everybody, because from the edge of our box to the edge of the opponent's box. We do, we're doing okay. We look we look decent at the start of games and towards the end of games. Middle of games, not so much. But see, as soon as we see an 18-yard line, we fall apart. We fall apart. We either fall apart defensively in our own box or fall apart in the opponent's box. It's as if they're like rabbits in headlights when they see a set of goalposts at either end of the park. I mean, I mean St. Murren's goal was a catalogue of errors. 
I mean, I mean, for for some inexplicable reason, Borna ducks out the road, and then Shagger pulls off a tremendous save, which will be forgotten about, because Leon King, and I don't want to single Leon King out because he's had a lot of stick about it, and he's only a young lad, etc., etc., etc. But I mean, if if your six year old, if your six year old kid did that in the playground, you'd be like, oh, look, just fucking clear the thing. It lands at your feet in front of goal. Just kick it the way you're facing and get rid of it. So that cost us the goal. Then, but see, we were only. Even even when we got the penalty, I wasn't convinced we were going to score it the way the game was going. You know, I just thought, I, I mean, I was at the game with my daughter and I says, we're lucky if he scores this and if he doesn't score it, we'll beat. But talking talking about the penalty, right, can we just speak about officials again? I know we don't really like talking about them. But, I mean, did Kevin Clancy forget VAR? The only person in that stadium that thought that was a dive. It, he maybe didn't necessarily have to think it was a penalty from where he was, right? But the one thing it wasn't was a dive because it was definitely some kind of contact. But he couldn't get that yellow card out of his pocket quick enough. I mean, has somebody forgot to tell him that there is VAR in the game now? Because if they hadn't deemed, if they hadn't deemed enough contact for a penalty, that, that yellow card would have stood. Which is ridiculous because the last thing fucking Ryan Kent did on, sorry for the language, the last thing Ryan Kent did was dive. You know what I mean? The boy completely wiped him out. I mean, but, Ryan Kent isn't a diver, right? He's not. He's just not. It's, I've never really seen him go down. Um, but, Scotty, I didn't think at first initial viewing as watching it live, I thought Ryan Kent took a tumble. I didn't think it was a penalty. But I wasn't five yards for Ryan Kent, standing right behind him looking at it. Um, but I didn't think it was a penalty. And then a couple of the replays, it, was, it just shows you the speed that Ryan Kent, when he wants to, can move at. It's, it's mental how fast the boy is. Um, but I, I didn't, and then it, it took one specific replay that showed you where the actual contact was, and I went, oh no, that's a stonewall penalty. Um, but yeah, Clancy, he made up his mind early and the yellow card was out. Yeah, I mean, that. in hindsight, that's exactly the same as you. Um, well, not exactly the same, but where I was sat in the pub at the back, my eyesight is so bad my eyesight is so bad i could even like it's all a blur i was actually i was quite happy that way because like ignorance is bliss and i didn't really have to watch it but it, when when i saw the close-up replays I, do you know i i don't think ryan kent cheats i don't think he's a die I, th- I think you're right at the speed he moves out the slightest contact and we've seen it we saw it all last season in europe the amount of uh defenders that fell for it in europe the, the the quick quick feet um but yeah to book him was, was an interesting one because I've I've seen so many referees see that and do it and they don't even blow up as a dive they just carry on the game I and mean, it's, it's almost like diving isn't a thing anymore um but to be honest I think Kevin Clancy had half an eye on the fact that he wants Geo to go as well so it's like if he doesn't have to give a penalty then Rangers can't score and we lose and then we get rid of Geo quicker so VR is pretty much fucked us there. <laughs> no, sorry, Scott, you can't can't agree with that. Given given Mr. Clancy's <laughs> alleged leanings, the last thing he wants to do is us to get rid of our manager. I'm surprised he didn't give us another penalty. I think Wolf, that was so far tongue in cheek. That was so far tongue in cheek. That oh no, Clancy. To, to be honest, the state of officiating in Scotland that is. is abysmal and I'm kind of bored talking about it because we've got bigger problems. We've got bigger problems than officials not giving us penalties, giving us penalties because 
we are 100%. that bad. That bad. Back to Martin's original, original question. We, we are an absolute fucking shambles going forward. And we're just as but, bad at the back. You just, you just don't know where the goals are going to come from. It's like everywhere in the club now, Leon King's in the starting lineup purely on the fact we've got no other centre back. Boy has got talent, but the last couple of weeks have shown that he's not ready for first team football. And it's unfair in him that we're having to chuck him in. I don't think any other defender takes that touch in the box that we can see from. It's just an experience. So, in that sense, up the top of the park. I was sorry. No Lowry on the bench. Um, mate, Gio can talk about. Uh, Attitudes and you know, you know, applying it all he wants. He's not a manager in a position where he can rely, you know, take any chances. If we've got Lowry on the bench, who's you know, probably one of our better attacking midfielders, he needs to play him regardless we'll of this attitude we'll issue. But leave we'll Charlie McCann on the bench and he didn't bring him on. Lowry's probably an attacking midfielder, though, isn't he? Like you're looking for somebody who's a bit more, yeah. like we say, we say we Lowry a bit more gallus, mate, willing to take it to them. I don't think Gio's in a position, mate, where he has any leeway for no. Give them a chance. Like he's talking about attitudes, mate. John Lundstrom mate, last week. By, by all accounts, I've spoke to folk that were at that Hamilton Aki's game. Lowry's attitude was an absolute fucking was ridiculous. And you know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see it. I can't really comment. But by all accounts, his attitude really was. It was almost as bad as Morelos's was on Saturday for the first team. So if that's the case, then fair enough. He deserves not to be in the squad. But exactly, though, mate. In that sense, I mean, I mean like, that's. That's something else that we've slipped up on. I mean, getting back to our good friend, Mr. Ross Wilson, right? The signing policy is an absolute shambles because we've got no... They keep going on about the fourth pillar. The fourth pillar is, is the, the player trading model. We don't have a player that we can trade in the upcoming... The next two windows, that like we'll have the last two windows because we've got rid of Nathan Patterson last year and then in the summer, it was Bassi and Aribo, right? For, for this January... And for this summer, there is nobody. There's nobody we can sell for that kind of money. Even, even, even if we sell, even they, we sell they could, tomorrow, we're not getting that kind of money for them. They could be. Honestly, they could be. Because we know these guys are players because we were playing a European final. It's just the regression that we've gone through under Geo. He's managed to... A good manager, you take an average player in a system, you make them thrive in the system, and it makes them look better than what they are, and therefore you can get the money. Kind of like Bassi last year. Like Bassi, Bassi is a quality footballer and he developed so much because he was playing in a system that he was comfortable with and he thrived it a lot of like a lot of the players. You then just don't turn into a bad player. What happens is you become disorganized and it makes you look terrible. So when you talk about the cost of Geo, it's not the cost of him going, it's it's the cost of him staying. He makes these players look worse. These players aren't going to want to play for him. They don't want to sign contracts. They don't want to try. We can't shift them because no one wants to buy them. How about you get a manager and actually invest in the current squad? And that is more than just signing players. That's actually looking after your assets. And guys like Glenn Kamara, they don't turn into bad players. Glenn Kamara is worth about what we paid for him at the moment because he's not playing. He doesn't look interested. Uh, he's, he's treated like turd. He, he's treated like turd. But you get him playing under a manager and all of a sudden he's that player that helped us grow to where we are, helped us get to European final and actually thrives in the middle of the park because he is a quality player. And then he can be worth another eight to ten million. But under Geo, he's going to be worth nothing. There's a couple of conversations in this, right? Um, the first one is about Lowry. 
very quickly. And the second one's about the player trading model, which we spoke about last night on the members show, which Stu was hosting and, and I was doing the talking. I don't know if anybody's had a chance to watch it yet or there's any members in who watched it. I was on a bit of a rant last night and it's not like me to give opinions, as you all know. I just like to ask the questions um, and pretend that uh, I don't know anything about, not even pretend I don't know anything about football, but I was certainly on one last night. Um, so the player trading model in a second, um, I have lost the comment because the comments are, oh no, there it's there, Lee. Um, Robert Dixon, can I talk about Lowry's attitude when Alfie's um, still getting picked? On that, right, I, I've heard, I'm sure everybody else has heard that from the start of the, in fact, from before the start of the season, it wasn't just Lowry's attitude that was the issue, right? He had a lot to work on in terms of, you know, himself as a person and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a lot more difficult to then allow a, a, a youth player, even though he was part of the first team squad, but still technically a youth player, the way that Rangers expect their young players to, to behave, whether that's right or wrong, it's not for me to say, but for Lowry to then get back into the first team and play, I think it's more difficult, even if his attitude is exactly the same as Alfie's, for Alfie to get back in the first team. Right or wrong, I, I just think that's the way Rangers operate. Do you know what, mate? It's fair enough because at a club at ours, we do have high standards and we expect players to follow them. That's the Morelos point was just kind of like my kind of argument against it is Morelos has not tried his ass for months. Uh, and our partner in talks, you may get a new deal. Like, what does that say to the rest of the players? Like, what does it even say to Lowry? Uh, there's a boy who's actively, you know, getting game time week in, week out. Who's getting a lot of the new deal when he's not trying? Even me, the rest of the players as well, like Lonnie backing out of that tackle the other week against St. Johnston. You can make an argument for so many of the players who they just they just can't be asked anymore. They just are they no playing for the manager? Would you be able to put that down to attitude or would you put that down to just they're fed up with the system and fed up with the manager as well? If Lowry has more issues than just the attitude, if there has been things behind the scenes where he needs to work on himself, that I mean that's completely fair enough. Like you can't you can't have somebody who let's just say if he was caught, you know, drinking or that, whatever the situation was, if that was what it was, then that's when you need to put your foot down because you can't have that. But in terms of if it was just attitude, I think there's that many players at the club right now who show don't really care that Gio's not really got much of an option, mate. If he's got an attack option on the bench who can maybe make us better, he needs to go with it. Because otherwise he's fast tracked to lose his job. Which he should all he should now be sacked, mate. He should be sacked weeks ago. But if he doesn't get sacked now, if he comes back after the World Cup break and he's still there, it's an absolute travesty. So No, well, I, I I get it. And like I say, I'd, whether it's right or wrong is, is not for me to say the way that Rangers operate with regards to their, their youth players. But I know there's a very, very big emphasis from Craig Mohan and everybody involved with the youth that um if you're the best player in the world then you're not getting into that first team if your attitude's not right. It's as simple as that. It doesn't matter how good you are, whether that's right or wrong. If you, if you look at Alfie, the way he's behaved, the sending-offs in the past, the, the behaviour off the park or whatever, to then come back into the team, there's a thousand and one um, ways to look at it, and I'm not going to say what's right or wrong. I've just got to pull up this comment because I've heard of drink and drug problems before, but I've never I've never seen anyone with a courgette problem. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, I would have. <laughs> I, I, would, I imagine that Jack been in cigarettes, but yeah, that's, <laughs> stay away from those greens. That's absolutely brilliant, um, and I 
I hope Jackson meant that because that's hilarious. Um, John Middleton, thank you very much for becoming a YouTube member. You can become a member on YouTube and get access to extra shows, behind-the-scenes content, uh, exclusive interviews, um, all sorts of stuff. If, if, that, if you're in a financial position to do that and you, and you want to help support the pod and get access to extra shows, then there's a link in the description that will help you do that. Um, by the way, this is the last phone-in slash podcast um, for at least two weeks. Um, we will have member shows tomorrow and Thursday, and then next week is a full week off for everybody, um, just so you can, you know, get a break from my dulcet tones and everybody on the, the pod can get a wee break and we can actually try and spend some time with our families. <laughs> um, so we'll probably be back next week. Um, but yeah, uh, next week's yeah. a wee break. Martin, before you, before you move on from that then, um, if we're not doing a podcast on Friday, I didn't want to mention this till I knew we definitely weren't. Do you want to mention what's happening on Friday? You can, but I'm not going. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh, I'm not talking right. about the snoop out. I'm talking about what you will. The rabble was tagged in it. I'm assuming you're involved in it. The Club at 22 thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Marathon podcast. Yes. Um, I'll be appearing on Club at 22 on Friday. Um, unfortunately, as everybody I'm, I'm sure is well aware of, um, Scott's sister sadly passed away. Um, and he's doing um, some charity work. Um, in aid of in memory of his sister, and in, in aid of the charity as well. Um, so I'll be appearing on Club at Twenty Two. I think I'm on at six thirty five. Six thirty five. I think I'm on. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. And obviously the condolences of of us and everybody at the Rabble um, goes to Scott and his family. Um, Scott doesn't know this yet, but I'm hoping to make an appearance as well. Obviously, I've got the uh, the big eyebrow sleep out, sleep out on Friday night. I can't even say it. Big eyebrow sleep out on Friday night. Uh, I'm going to contact Scott in the next couple of days to see that if I can, I'd like to I'd like to join him because I, I heard I heard uh, his podcast this morning from Saturday. I think it was a post match on Saturday from Saturday, and he said he's going to keep it going as long as as long as he's got people on speaking to him. So I'm doing a sleep. I'll be up. All, I'll be up all night, so I'll easily go on and speak to him towards the end of it. If, if, it helps you, go, keep if it. you go on, Wolf, you'll be there till the following Friday. No, we're having a week off, you said, next week. So. Yeah, so I'm yeah. saying you'll go on his podcast for a full yeah. week. Yeah. Well, but I just thought it'd be nice to highlight that because he's doing it for a, a great cause in memory of the you know, memory of his sister. So, And I knew you were you were on it. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting on. Um, I'm a bit worried about the questions he's going to ask because, like I say, I'm not used to answering questions. Um, so he'll be pre-warned just to let me sit there and look good with my new haircut. Um, absolutely. Uh, the player trading model. Um, Scotty mentioned it, Wolf, um, and we had the conversation last night, which I had my my say on. Um, and my point, the question that was asked to me is, who right now, as in right now, do we have going into January or going into the end of the season who can come into the same kind of bracket as your Parsons, your Aribos, um, maybe Bassies pushing it, but your Bassies and stuff like that, and. I ran through the full team. Uh, not one single player came to mind. Somebody had a go at me for Leon King. And, you know, in the future, I think Leon King has a chance to make it. I, th I think he's a chance to be a, a cracking player for us. And eventually, um, command a sort of good fee. Right now, I don't think Leon King commands any kind of fee. And somebody made the point that he played in the Champions League. He played in the worst ever team 
in the Champions League that looked horrendous and couldn't defend. And that wasn't on Leon. You know, Leon's been overplayed and he's been played when he shouldn't have, and, and it's and it's actually affecting his development, in my opinion. Um, but regards to the rest of the squad, Wilf, as it stands right now, if we continue with Gio as manager, we have no sellable assets. I don't think it's just down to Gio as manager. It's down to the whole system that they've got because because all the injuries we've got can't be a coincidence. Right? There's something not right that we've that we're getting all these injuries now. For me, Leon King's been a victim of circumstance because he's not a, he's been he's been forced to play more games than he probably had to because Goldson got injured. Goldson never gets injured, but Goldson got injured, so Leon King had to come in. He was starting to play alongside Ben Davies. Ben Davies got injured. I mean, look at look at look on Saturday. For some reason, the manager didn't play Ben Davies because he can't play two games in three days, but he could have played this Wednesday if we had a game. We don't have a game for five weeks. Why did he not just put him in? Trying to get a bit of consistency. So you had Leon King, an 18-year-old centre-back who's still learning and he's still really on. He's still got loads to learn. He's basically the number one centre-back on Saturday against a big brute like Curtis Main, who's nobody's cup of tea, but he knows his way around a penalty box, right? Yeah. Because the guy was, because the guy was a midfield player. So you know, Leon King said no. He said no guidance. He said no. He's got nobody beside him to talk him through the game. Mm-hmm. You know, because, and that's down to circumstance, because of all the injuries. We, we now have got five centre-backs on my books and every single one of them's injured. Now, they know, I mean, I saw, apparently, apparently Holanda can't walk without crutches. I mean, I heard he put out a statement, his agent put out a statement today saying he's hoping to be back February or March. Now, they must have known that, they must have known that was a possibility in the summer. So they, sh- they shouldn't have even considered Philip Hellander as a first-team squad member. Selling prints, we're not even going to be selling the prints. We've got as much chance of selling players as we've got of selling these prints. Mm. Right, so they must have known that Hellander was wasn't going to be available till at least Christmas, right? John Suter exactly the same. They played him in a pre-season game, and the manager since came out and said that Suter came signed for his injury. So they must have known he was out. So why did they let Liam Balligan go? Now, wh- why have they left us so light at the back? When save, that last season, save, save, save money. That's what it's about. But then they made, but they made lazy signings. They, they re-signed a goalkeeper that they should probably let go. They re-signed two midfield players who are the wrong who are the wrong side of the mid-30s. They should possibly have signed one. They certainly shouldn't have signed them both. And Stephen Davis and Scott Arthur, I love the two of them as players, but we shouldn't have re-signed them both. You know, they've wasted an awful lot of money re-signing players because to me it was the easy it was the easy option. I mean, I heard the thing today, and I don't know how true it is, and I can't even remember where I heard it, about about how much Rabi Matondo's on. And it better not be true. Because if Rabi Matondo's on even half of what I heard today he was on, then heads have to roll because that's an absolute dereliction of duty. They're just wasting money. They should. That, that's why we've not got any young players coming through because the, the whole, the whole it, it's, it's, it's rotten back to front, just top to bottom. There's something wrong. All the way through the whole coach, the whole coaching system is wrong. It is no, and I think we've discussed that at length for the last kind of month and a half. Um, we do have random madness on the phone, not phone for a while. Random, how are you? Hi, I'm, I'm all right. Um, I'm glad that the, the breaks came on so we could stop watching that stuff. It's even football, anti football. Hi. How are you, feel, how, how you feeling right now, Random, as a Rangers supporter? 
hard. Like, I, I'm, I'm like, forced myself to watch games. I'm not even expecting us to win. No, I mean, it's... But we used to go into every game expecting to win. One of the stars won that Champions League logo. Well, thanks to us. Mm-hmm. And we, we go in, we are a manager who's got a defeatist attitude against them. Right, I've seen it the very first game in charge, I think it was Aberdeen away. Was that his first game? I can't remember, I'll be honest. I think it might have been. <laughs> right, I think it was, right. Um, and I just remember the game kicking off and the whole team just going back to the and thinking, what? Why? Why, why are we why are we going back? Are we up are we are we are we are we putting camp now or something like that? <laughs> see see no, to, I mean, to take your point, um, random right, and I'll and I'll take it to Scotty quickly because I think it's actually a really good point. The fact Scotty that we're going into games against the likes of St Mirren, whoever, Motherwell, Hearts, Aberdeen, and one and some of us, not all of us, because Wilf expects us to beat everybody, right? Which is fair enough. Um, but Scotty, we're going into games and we're not even expecting the team to win. But, no. It's, just that... it's, it's, it's really, really difficult. Right? You've even seen it on the players' faces. Right? See all these injuries, right? And a lot of them are just players that are refusing to fucking play Jules Chaitis style. Apologies for the French here, man, but... Maybe even things like this, no. I mean, for a team that went for a European final, for a team that's lost countless games, lost 7-1 at home. Right, I don't care who the hell we're playing. 7-1 at home. Like, you know I mean, I mean, how the hell somebody gets through that and how he didn't manage to walk down that tunnel and then just keep going, turn right, all the way along, and then take the left at the front door and fuck off. Scotty? <coughs> couldn't agree more. Couldn't, 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 yeah. Scotty, are you there? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Just, yeah, just, uh. <laughs> sorry, I've just seen one of the comments. <laughs> <laughs> One of the one of the comments just has me in absolute stitches, and oh, I'm trying to be serious, but I can't. Um, I can't. I can't disagree. I, I, there's nothing. There's nothing. I can't really add more to what to what. Uh, uh, the fact that he was talking about the fact we don't expect to win games. At, at well, no, I, I don't think I said it in the in the pub, but I said it before we came on that I was sat in sat in the pub in this. Uh, on Saturday before the game and I just didn't expect to get any sort of result I just didn't expect it because yep. they've, they've already beaten Celtic at home yep. so we know, for a time, we know that they work hard and they graft on the pitch um, and we know that they're compact and then when you come up against the team three centre-backs in, 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 in the box and you know you're, there's a good chance that you're going to get something out of the game. Yeah. And um, we've, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the opposition. Well, we, we, we don't have anything to come by that. 
we're not physical. We don't have any sort of energy about us. We have someone on the touchline that is the what's the what's the opposite of inspiring? Uninspiring. Uninspiring, dour, slow. Uh, and what are you supposed to do? I'm at a loss. I've, I've lost for words. Well, I've, I've, I've said that a few times on, on, the, on the chat and that. Like, we don't need cycling, you know what I mean? We just date him with his dainty other players. Fucking bench him. Put him somewhere else. Let somebody else take Charles Brown because somebody's got to be dead better than what he's doing. He's doing nothing. It's the exact same thing every single week. Well, that's exact same thing. Pass the ball around the back, get it out wide, swing it in for a big uh, deep cross that goes to fucking nobody. Well, that, and again, that is completely up to the board. And I, and I don't know when that's going to change. Random buddy, always appreciate it. Thank you for, so much for the call. Right, cheers. Speak to you soon, bud. Speak to you. He's, he's, uh, the, the point he made about us not expecting to win games, I just... It's, uh, it's mental, absolutely mental. Uh, so the St Mirren game, quickly back to the St Mirren game, we just very quickly. Um, if there was any doubters, about about Geo, and I don't think there was many. Um, the, the players in that game for me played as if they wanted the manager sacked. We didn't look as if we wanted to win. No, mate. that's straight the only way I can justify that performance in my head. Straight for kickoff, mate. Um, the only player you could maybe say put up any sort of fight was Ryan Kent. Uh, but it's just it's it's not sustainable, mate. Like we're talking about, if there was any doubters before. Been, been for a long time coming, even games like where we won against Hearts in midweek. Like, it's a 1 0 performance that was the most boring game of football you ever watch. It's just, it's it's not just results anymore, mate, because we're talking about a manager who's a couple of months ago got us to a Europa League final. We're all unanimous about this, it needs to go because it's just been, it's just been horrendous, mate, for months. Uh, the players, players look like they've absolutely chucked it. You wouldn't be surprised if you know Kent and that Kent and playing for the manager. It's there's no system that works for them. Glenn Kamara was speaking about how you find better players. Uh, he's not really got a place in Gio's squad. Try them at a six, try them at a ten, try them at an eight, try them in every position. And I think that kind of uncertainty around them, it's just kind of you know, it's telling me Kamara. I know there was a story that came out today and it was about how Kamara and Gio had had a, a fight in the tunnel or something like that. Uh, but then Gio, Kamara's lawyer came out afterwards and said which, that it was... Which was strange for me. Yeah, Why that was... lawyer coming out and saying that there was no fight in the tunnel? I, mean, I, I don't particularly care. If, I said this last night, right? See if you've got players that are willing to stand up and say... You know, I don't mean fight and, and, and whatever. But see if you've got players that are willing to stand up and go, I don't agree with that. That's You want players like that at your, at your football? Aye. You don't want players who are just going to sit back and take it. But for, for a lawyer, Wolf, to come out and say, there's been no fight here, there's, nothing's happened here, this is all ridiculous, that sends a weak kind of warning signal to my brain. It's it's bizarre. All, all it tells me is that, Kamar, that Kamara's working his ticket and he doesn't want people to think he's a troublemaker so that he'll maybe get sold in January. Because if, you know... I mean, from Kamara's point of view, I'd... I'd be more I'd be more pissed off if he was happy to be taken off. 
I've, like you said, I've got no problem with a player going, hold on, why are you taking me off, right? And he was, I mean, Kamara's been stinking for, for weeks, so I can understand why, why he took him off. But why would you get a lawyer to come out and say, nothing happened, there was no, there was no, there was no bust up? It, for me, it, it must be that he wants potential suitors to, to, to look at it and go, well, he, he's not actually causing trouble. We don't want to sign a troublemaker into the dressing room because that's not that's not Kamara's bag. Aye, for me, that's damage limitation, mate. Uh, yeah, we all know we all know that Kamara's a quiet guy, but if nothing did happen, surely he would just you know pop up and sell and say, "Listen, that's nonsense." It's like me and the manager are fine. The fact that he sent his lawyer, it, you know, that says to me like you're saying he's working his ticket. That was damage limitation at the time. Yeah, I mean, they've all they've all got social media accounts. They've all got access to social media accounts these days. You know, they, they all put wee things on, on their, on their and they'll see me use Instagram, they've all got th- wee things on their Instagram. Hel- Helander put a statement out today, I think I think that was through social media. Ruth did it a couple of weeks ago and back training. Jack's done it. They've all, they've all done it. Wait, put a wee, a wee thing on the, on the socials because it all get picked. No, there wasn't a bust up. Everything's cool here. No problem. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know why his, his lawyer should come out and don't get me started on his lawyer either, given who it is, but what's, uh, that's, not, that's, not for, that's not for in here because... I just don't like the guy. <laughs> but no, oh. it's, it's, it's it's a very very strange one, very strange one indeed. But apparently, apparently nothing happened. But but if I was his teammates, I'd be I'd be annoyed that he stood in the foyer for the second half, which is I believe what happened. Because surely you'd be expecting him to support you. You know what I mean? You'd be expecting him to add support you. This mate all be cleared up in a couple of weeks when Kamara appears on Piers Morgan, and just sets the record straight. If Kamara does that, absolutely, one hundred percent. So, is, that, so is, that, is this an exclusive that Piers Morgan's the new manager? Is this what you're telling us? No, no, I'm saying Glenn Kamara might be having a wee interview with Piers Morgan because that's what players seem to do now when they're unhappy, isn't it? When they spit the dummy, they go on Piers Morgan. He might be a bit more inspiring than Gio, anyway. Yeah, he might be. He might be. He certainly split opinion. Scotty, um, the current state of the Rangers team, the squad. Um, Obviously, look, if Gio goes tomorrow and we get a new manager in, I, I don't care who it is we get in. Me personally, and I sincerely hope I'm wrong with every last fibre of my being, but I don't care who we get in as manager for the rest of this season. I think the league's done. I think the league's over. I don't think there's any way back for us. I hope I'm wrong. I sincerely hope I'm wrong, but I think that's the case. Um, but if a new manager was to come in tomorrow, do you have trust that this squad is good enough to compete again? Yes. Explain your reasoning. Firstly, I have to say I do care what manager comes in because... I, I just meant in general in terms of... I've got immense pride and we have traditions to uphold traditions which Gio is currently destroying or creating his new ones. So we need to get rid of that anyway. Um... The players very much got us to a European final on an individual basis. There's a reason why the whole domestic form was different to the European form. I think they wanted it more in Europe and they did that up to themselves. They found the extra yard. But I don't I don't buy that was anything that Geo did to like G them up. So there's players, there's desire, there's hunger there. It's about getting a manager to elicit that out of them. Where we fall down, and this is quite clearly the issue, the new signings have been 
let's rate them two out of ten collectively. And been disappointing. So Troll acts nine and the rest are zero, and it just brings that average down. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much, yeah. And it's, I mean, as as much as I I, I like the look of uh, Yomaz, we've not seen him and he's injured. So what's 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 the point? Uh, as much as I like the look of Ben Davis, he started off crap. His first touch was crap, and he's played a couple of decent games. He's now injured, or he can't play. Motondo, less said about him, the better. Someone's put a comment of his rumoured wages, which frightens me, but doesn't surprise me when we look at Gio's potential compensation package for a guy that we signed that was not had a club, wasn't looking like getting another job, but we still gave him a shit ton of money. Um, when we look at the, the, the core of the players... Can I just stop you, Scotty? Um Randoms put in. Glad my disabilities give you all a laugh. By the way, Random was brave enough to phone up, which a lot of people aren't. By the way, um, so if you're having a, a good laugh at him, and I'm talking to everybody, comments everybody. If you're having a good laugh at a guy who's got disabilities and was brave enough to phone up, have a look at yourself. Um, that's that's not on. Scotty, sorry, carry on. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought there. Really. Um, is the squad good enough? Yeah, well, there's there's quality players in there. Whether they don't turn into bad players overnight, unfortunately, it does look like it's been decimated and destroyed. And whether Geo can then recreate, not Geo, a new manager can recreate the unity required to get us moving forward again, I don't know. Uh, you know, Tab's not a bad footballer. He's actually a quality footballer, an absolute attacking threat who is no longer an attacking threat. Borna Barisic has his qualities. Defending is not one of them, which is quite unfortunate for a defender. Um, Lundstrom, we know what he's capable of. Kamara, we know what he's capable of. I think, you know, the likes of Davis and Arfield, we've, we've had the best out of them. Thank you very much. And yeah, you go. Um, Lowry, confident, knows what he's doing. Ryan Kent is the one for me because I know how good he is and he's in his output this season, despite looking as bad as he has, supposedly his output is still one of the best players and we can get so much more out of him. And then Morelos as well. I'm not, I'm not getting excited, Scotty, over two good games for Ryan Kent or two decent games. I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not talking about generally. I'm just talking I, about I'm, even I'm, a half pass Ryan Kent is better than any other winger that we've got. Yeah, listen, I agree with that. As, but so if we can get him firing again, he's just, again our best player or one of our better players. Yeah, it's just that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, listen, I agree. Yeah. So we've got time for one more phone call. Um, 0141-628-7237 if you want to phone in. One more phone call. And then I'm going to have to shut the phone lines because I don't want the guys here all night. Plus, I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, so I'll be going to bed pretty Pretty soon. No, I agree, Scott. It's just that I was asked about Ryan Kent last night and, and I went off on one and I think it's just triggered some sort of um, evil thoughts in my head. I was very, very angry last night. Uh, well, same kind of point to you then. New manager comes in. Even if it's the right spot, bang on manager, the, the guy that we need, the guy who's going to get the best out of the players. So the players come out and give 100% um, are the current crop that we've got right now good enough? Not all of them. If they all if they all give a hundred percent, we've got we've got a very very good squad of players, but the confidence is gone. There's no leadership in the team. 
there's just, I mean, I keep I keep going back to it. We, we, we draw Livingston, David Martindale comes out and says, we were quite happy to give Rangers 73 crosses because we knew we could deal with it. So we then went to Perth and did exactly the same thing. And not one person in that team decided, you know what we'll do? We'll do something different. At, at Motherwell, Robbie Matondo did something different, ran through the defence, scored a great goal. Right? A couple of them tried it on, on Saturday in Paisley, but the finishing was awful. The finishing's a big, big bugbear. I mean, we've got one of the best strikers that Europe had at the time he was a player in, in, uh, in Roy Mackay. He was a terrific striker. Our finishing's gone backwards since he came to the team. So what does he actually do? Mm. I mean, I, I believe that we're goalkeeping coach organises the set, the set pieces. What's that about? You know what I mean? It's, it, it just seems to be bad all, all the way through. There's something not, not happening. They're not, they're not bad players. They're completely out of confidence. There was a comment earlier about that other lot and why they're so good is that the players believe in their manager. Right? And they believe in the, the, they're obviously believing in the system that he plays and believe in what they want that we do. I don't know what our players are supposed to be doing because they all seem shit out of confidence. There's, as I say, there's, there's no leadership. There's nobody... I mean, even, even McGregor's not shouting at people. McGregor's spent his career screaming at people. So that's a papa still his nightmares about Alan McGregor shouting at him. McGregor, McGregor doesn't shoot at people anymore. The whole McGregor. confidence is gone all the way through the team. And that's got to stop at the manager. He's, he, he carries him to fire them up. And that shouldn't that shouldn't be the case. They're not... You don't... As Lee said earlier, we were a European final five months ago. They don't become bad players overnight. But having said that, our domestic away record this calendar year is an absolute riot. An absolute, we've won something like seven out of 19 games or something, or eight out of six. It's, it's ridiculous. We haven't even won half of our away league games this, this calendar year. That's not a Rangers team. No. And that's got to be on the manager. We we have, sorry, Wolf, we have our final caller of the night. Um, caller ending 548. Hello, welcome to the Rabble. Um, hi there, it's, uh, my name's Lynette. Um, I've been listening to your calling for quite um, a few days now, and everything that you're saying is correct. But what really grates on me, and I think to myself, when Morelos was first, was first signed, mm-hmm. he showed signs of petulance, of being angry, not being a team player, and that's what pissed me off. This has been going on now for quite a number of years. And we have extended this man's contract. And I don't know who's decided this. Decided to keep extending his contract. He's clearly not interested right now. His attitude stinks. None of the Rangers players right now are fit enough to wear the Rangers uh, top. Now, I was on another phone line where a guy said that he preferred Morelis to Barry Ferguson. Wow, that actually, that made me totally astounded. When I think of Barry Ferguson, I think of him as a man, a leader, a fighter, and he made sure that everybody else in the pitch was fighting for the same collective thing to happen, and that was to win. Rangers is about winning. It's about respect. It's about having pride in the badge, and we don't have that. And unfortunately for Gio right now, he's not the man to take us forward. The board are a, myst- a mystery right now. And, what's, and what I find quite astounding is the amount of money that we have all put into this club by buying merchandise, more merchandise, more strips, this, that, and everything else. And we as fans have settled for second base after 
55 was one. We should have reviewed the team and built on the team. We didn't do that. And now it's going to be a failure for the next maybe three or four years. And that's what's scary. Them over the road winning the next three and four years because of the because of the, the board's attitude. And I know people are not too keen on Dave King, but at least Dave King had Rangers at heart and he wanted a winning team in the park. The board right now have put money into the club and if I had money, I would, I would do the same. But they're not like footballing kind of guys. They're more there for the business. And that's what makes me worried as well. And I'm just disgusted with the team. I'm so heartbroken. I mean, I've been, I have been in tears. Okay, admit it. And and it does break you. It does break you. And I never really had a family growing up. And I know that sounds quite dramatic, but I didn't see Rangers. Rangers were my family. Mm-hmm. I grew up with golf, Terry Hardlock, Mark Walters when he came. You know, folk were racist towards him, and I thought it was amazing. Then we signed Mo Johnson, and all the strips were getting burnt. But I didn't care. I wanted him from from non. I remember the weekend I had a calendar, and he was on my calendar, and he played for non at the time. And I remember when he signed for Celtic, and I was gutted. I thought, oh no, I don't sign for Celtic, and then he signed for Rangers. We don't do that anymore. There's just there's no pizzazz with with Rangers, and there seems to be a kind of defining attitude of, we'll just settle for this. No, I'm not settling. I, I don't want to settle for it. I want us to be, be, you know, to be better and have boys in the team that want to play for us. But I don't see that. And we're so unfit. Honestly, I could beat them. And I walk four miles a day and that's probably not really that fit. But there's no passion. They don't even they don't even seem to want I don't even think they care. And that's what makes me worried. They're all being holiday now, you know, having a great time and all this kind of stuff. But people forget a lot of people don't really have maybe a family at home or maybe life is not great. But we all have rangers and that's our family and we always we always look to see through the week if we win, Saturday or Sunday if we win, and we're happy. But we're part of something, but it doesn't seem to be like that. You know, and that's what makes me scared. You know, and I'm sorry to say that. I'm sorry. No, listen, you're not the only one, Lenny. A hundred percent. I said this last night um, on the members. I, I says I'm, I'm worried about the direction that our football club is going in. Um, with the decisions that the board have been making, with the financial decisions that they've been making, and if it, if it transpires that we don't have or we are struggling to get together four million to get mm-hmm. rid of our manager, the manager shouldn't be costing four million to get rid of in the first place. Right? So you, you've, mm-hmm. you've got to take a look at that and, and ask, why is it costing nearly as much as what Aston Villa paid us for Steven Gerrard? Right? So that's a massive failing. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you've, you've got to ask yourself, what are the guys in the boardroom doing behind the scenes? Are they, are they mm-hmm. letting Ross Wilson absolutely control everything? Um, and, and also something that you said there, and Lee, I'll take this to you quickly. Um, when you said about Celtic winning the next two, three, four league league titles, I have to agree simply because we all we we look back and, and we won the league, and it looked as if we were going to you know dominate for the next two, three seasons because our team was so far ahead. What Celtic went and done was they went in and got a manager, whether it was second, third, fourth choice, it didn't matter. We Celtic mm-hmm. went out and spent the best part of £30 million on a team mm-hmm. to come in mm-hmm. 
and that team would just be competing with us right now if we had a proper manager. But that team's now overtook us, Lee, and we don't have 30, 35 million to go out and spend on new players. Mate, no. It goes right back to the board in that sense as well, where a lot of the frustration for me especially comes from the fact that so this is a board who put in their millions at the start to get back to a place you know where we could compete with Celtic. So why then, when we win 55, do we not push on? Like that's the, that's the confusing thing for me. You spent all this money just to get back in a level playing field, but then you're happy just to be second best again. Like, mm-hmm. stopping them for 10 in a row was the only thing that mattered. Good enough, it was, you know, a benefit that they've stopped winning 10 in a row, but it's not about them. It's literally, it's not about them in the slightest. It's about us winning our next title. And I don't know why we didn't push on from that because straight from there, it's just been negligence for the board and they were half-arsed and they were willing to invest in the laurels. Um, every point like that makes is brand new. Like, talk about Morelos. Um, I think one of, the best, one of the good things about Morelos at the time was that he had an attitude and that's one of the things you can liken to Barry Ferguson at the time. But when Barry Ferguson had an attitude, it was because of his love for the club. And we're, we're never going to see that. We're never going to see a player like that again. Left. It's just the consequences of the game now, mate. There's no much loyalty in football. That's one thing mm-hmm. I wish we had that they've got across the road. Is you have to look at Callum McGregor, mate, boyhood fan, captain of the club. We've no got something like that. Uh, we could maybe Lee Young King in a couple of years. I think, find, that. I think you'll find Lee that Callum McGregor's boyhood club was Rangers, but carry was on. He, was he actual? Yeah. yeah. Mate, no, he wasn't. Tells you I think you'll find it the Callum previous. Callum. Boyhood club as well with Rangers. Aye. Um, <laughs> so, but Leon King could maybe be that for us, but he's part of like a situation now where he's getting chucked in at the deep end, and mm-hmm. that can't be doing well for his confidence. It's just but you don't you don't know where you don't know where it's all going to change for because like look at that same it's absolutely spot on. It's just it's just heartbreaking to see the way the club's going and like you're saying we don't know which way like how it's going to be run. We don't know what's happening in the next couple of months. Uh, why, why, why can't we sign players like the manager wants? I don't understand this director of football rubbish. The director of football thing, well, is... Did Walter Smith have a director, director of football? Graeme Soonish? Did they have one? I don't know. I don't really think back then, no, you had directors of football, Wolf, did you? Um, you maybe, had them, in, you maybe sure. had them in Europe, but, but, mm-hmm. but now a director of football seems to be a new thing for British teams. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, it's a very, it's a very European thing that that clearly doesn't work in Scotland. I mean, if no. if the director of football model is going to work, the guy at the top isn't the manager; he's the first team coach. Now, if Gio okay. isn't the manager, they need to tell us he is the first team coach, not say he is the manager, because the manager manages a coach coaches. You can't have a director for me. You can't have a director of football and a manager, because they both no. they're both there to manage the football operation. Whereas if the director of football is managing the football operation, then the coach is coaching the players that he's given. They're completely, it's completely, se- completely separate. I, you know, things and they don't do that in Scotland. I mean, you go back to when when Sir Walter was here, when even going, f- going further back, when when Jock Wallace and Wally Waddle were here, they ran they ran the whole shooting match, the whole thing. They were the managers. They managed the whole thing. Now I know times have changed and things like that since then, but the manager should still be managing. The football operation. If you've got a director of football, that's his job. So the manager is actually the coach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I what is Gio? Is he the manager? Is he? Is he the? Is he the coach? If he's a coach, come out and tell us that. 
And then he doesn't, it still doesn't excuse the state we're in. But then all the heat for the players goes to the director of football. If he's just a coach, well, for me, technically, that makes it worse for the simple fact that the way that we're seeing the team play on the pitch and the tactics that he's yeah. using, for me, that's, that's actually worse if he's just a coach. Yeah, I agree um, with you, 100%. Well, and, uh, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you a quick question before I let you go. By the way, fantastic call, and I, hope, I do hope you phone in again. Um, oh, but I, I, I will ask you this. For you, um, does simply just changing the manager solve the problem? No, because I, I think I think the collective attitude within the team, if nobody in that team reflects on how they've played or can say, I gave 110% today, I don't think anybody in that team playing any of the games that we've played can actually say that. That's the worrying part, where they accept their reality. So if they say, oh, I'll just go out and play like 50% today and I'm going to accept that, that kind of resonates within the team and then people start copying each other. And I think that's a problem. And Geo, I think, is too scared to grab them by the bollocks. Sorry, <laughs> the way Walter Smith would say, listen, if you're not going to come up with the goods, then get out. It, you know, it seems to be with football now, you're not allowed to berate the players. Even the young kids when they're playing, you're not allowed to berate the kids and say to a child, you're not playing well. You're, you're not allowed to be negative. You've got to be positive all the time. And I think that's a problem. I think that's a, I think that's a problem, and changing the manager. It's I want the manager change, but I also want the culture of them giving a fuck to change as well, because it's getting quite maddening now. Yeah, and we buy all the strips and we we outside for them to get their autographs, and we I actually DM'd Geo on Instagram. Maybe I shouldn't have done it, but I DM'd him and I said, "I'm sorry, um, Geo, to contact you." contact you, I said, I remember meeting you in Hockey Hall Street years ago when you did a signing. I said, but the fans aren't for you anymore. And my my suggestion to you would be, if you want to maintain um, some respect within the fan base, then you should leave because things aren't working anymore. And I'm so sorry to say that, but they're not. And that's all I said. I think you would just be reiterating 99.9% of the fans' opinion, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Uh, Lynette, listen, thank you so much for the call, and I do, I genuinely hope you phone in again. Thank you so much for taking my call. I really appreciate it, guys. Not thank a problem. You. Speak to you soon. Okay, take care. Thank yes. you. Bye. That's more passionate, a, a phone call, I, I think. I don't think you'll get it. Um, and I think everything she said was absolutely spot on, and, and it leaves you more questions than answers um it really does it's it's a worrying time isn't it scotty it's worrying yeah it is um lynette uh, I, I just absolutely love listening to her speak and i and i just love the passion there it's um, a calm anger that only a woman can portray for me see that yeah. just total yeah it's fucking terrifying isn't it yeah, it's so scary. But she's right. So scary. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I don't remember the first time that we said it's not working for Geo, but it was at least six weeks ago. And, it, and we said, right, okay, we're one result away from him getting the sack. 
Mm-hmm. Then we said, right, okay, well, it's another result. And it's another result and it's another result. I don't know how many results have been, but there's been uh, a fair a fair few um, and still in action. And it is gross negligence. And I've used that term gross negligence for a long period of time of what the board are doing. But Lynette's absolutely spot on. It's the players as well. Yes, 100%. And no matter what happens in the dressing room, how much they dislike the head coach or the director of football or the manager, they're making a choice of going out and putting in half-assed performances. So when I turn right, when and when you say, yeah, it raises more questions, I'm questioning everything that I've just said. I'm questioning going, yeah, these players can turn it around. They're brilliant. You know, look, they, they don't turn into bad players overnight. Well, actually, I don't fucking want them. <laughs> Yeah, if if they're capable of doing that and stitching someone up, that lacks integrity. It lacks professionalism. That's not a Rangers player. I don't want them. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean what's ha- what's happened, right? Since since like back, back go back to twenty nineteen, right? And I know that was a, a few years ago, but Morelos missed a penalty in the League Cup final. The next game, he's at the Rangers supporters apologising. Right now, that's only three years ago. Now we we look like you couldn't, you couldn't care less. I mean, you just and that's throughout the, the whole team. You don't. I mean, I know there's not there's not the the Scottish soul in the team that we always like to have, but there's still guys there that purport to be big Rangers men on on the park. I mean, not just in the boardroom or whatever else, right? You've got McGregor, you've got Arfield, you've got Stephen Davis, Leon King. There'll be more, right? But some of the senior pros are Rangers supporters, but they're letting that they're letting themselves and their and their colleagues play the way they're playing. Now in a meeting of an off day, you can go you can go to places like Paisley and Perth and bombard the team and not and for whatever reason not score the goals and keep it as a blinder you're hitting everything apart from the back of the net. Right? But there's no passion, there's no desire. There's absolutely I mean Lynette absolutely nailed with every point she made. It's just absolutely shocking. There's no desire in the team. You know what I mean? And as we've been saying, all, all, all they want to do, they're just taking us for mugs, absolutely taking us for mugs. It's just... And for me, to be saying that about Rangers takes a lot, because it's just... I mean, you said earlier that I'm the only person going into the game still expecting us to win. I knew we wouldn't win on Saturday, because... Just, but you would never, you would never have admitted that before the game, Will? No, I would never admit it, because I always try and be positive. I mean, I never say Rangers will lose a goal, but... If, if you'd seen me on Saturday, you would know that I said before the game, we ain't going to win this. Unless we score first. Score first, we've got a chance. As soon as the man has scored, we were never winning that game. Exactly the same thing happened in Perth. We shouldn't have beat Hearts last Wednesday. But, I mean, Hearts, for some inexplicable reason, didn't come on of a go at us. Because Hearts always come on. If they had a go at us, they'd have beat us. Yeah, probably. Because we're absolutely we're stinking. We're absolutely stinking. It's horrible. Yeah. The baffling no, thing for me, mate, is... The human element of it for these players, like you can hate a manager and you can not want to play for him, but surely if you're getting constant like abuse for the fans and they're getting all these pundits and papers saying that these are terrible players, where is where is your own you know hunger to put that right? Do you like being caused like the Champions League games, the worst team in Champions League history? Do you like being constantly humiliated? If you want out the club, like who's going to buy you? Who's going to buy you if you're half arsing it? Uh, who's going to take a chance on you? Worst team in Champions League history, you know? Like, where, where, where are you putting yourself in a short window? 
if you're you know well, this that, is the attitude that you're we, showing it's unfortunately guys we are out of time that is an hour and a half so I apologise we're out of time we, I know we could have went on so much longer and Wolf's looking at me with that face uh, just let me finish my point Martin I want to finish my point but unfortunately no we are out of time um, thank you to Scotty, Wolf and Lee um, for joining me tonight, it's been an absolute pleasure, thank you to every single one of the callers, it was good to get more and more callers, we got a first time caller in Lynette which was great, great points made um, we won't be back for a couple of weeks but see when the, when the phone in does come back I want more people to phone in. I'm going to try and keep the, the calls a bit shorter because I know that it's, I can only get one call on at a time. But I want people to phone in who haven't phoned in before, especially those who disagree with what we are saying. Um, so just before I go, please do leave a like and subscribe if you enjoy the content. You can, of course, become a member if you want as well. The, the link is in the description. Give us a wee follow on the socials. All the links are in the description. To our members, we will see you on Tuesday and then Thursday. Uh, for Super 6 and then on Thursday we will have Rabble Extra and then we'll wrap up for a wee week and then we'll, there's maybe a couple of interviews that are in the pipeline that might be getting released um, so yeah, thank you to every single person for watching, enjoy your World Cup break and uh, we will speak to you all very very soon Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.